Welcome to Speak As You Are Moved. This is Joshua Jernigan here with you, live with my fellow co-host, Derek Roebuck. Howdy, howdy. Derek Roebuck. Patrick Collins. Good evening, everyone. And long-awaited Matt Collins. How's it going? It's good to be back. I am I am very glad we're back. I'm glad you are joining us. I'm glad you didn't jump ship whenever <laughs> shooting wedding circumstances happened last week and we did not have a program. No one was as heartbroken as yours truly, okay? Just so <laughs> you know. And did I have something to say about it? Maybe, maybe not. But we are here, we are live, and we are a group of fathers, friends, and followers of Christ hoping to bring you uplifting fellowship and real-life conversation that glorifies Jesus Christ. Um, this week, um, topics are going to be budgeting, um, time, and money. Um, so we've got that. Um, other than that, neither you nor us know where this is going, so let's get started and speak as you're moved. Uh, Derek, would you lead us off with a word of prayer? Will do. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for the opportunity to meet and to try to um, spread your gospel, spread your love to whoever is listening to this program, Lord. We felt that this is uh, something that we could do to glorify you and to uh, maybe to reach some some people through fatherhood and through our you know various experiences, and we just pray that you would Bless it, Lord, and it would go to your honor and glory. And I just pray that you would be with everything that is said tonight, be with everyone listening, keep us safe, and just let your will be done, most of all. Amen. Amen. All righty. Amen. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, we are, let's see, we've got a uh, icebreaker, um, just kind of get us back in the swing of things. Again, we apologize for not being live last week, um, but we will make it up with you tonight. Um we the icebreaker that we've got tonight, um, something simple. Um, asking each of us, inc- what incredibly common thing have you never done or experienced? Um, and just kind of getting more an insight because the more you know about us, the more you can see where we're coming from. Um, so, um, Derek, I hate to pick on you double time, but uh, let's start mm-hmm. with you. <laughs> Send it on like, my you way. Had a, you had a you had an answer to that, so. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, man. Well, I was. I guess it's not something that you do all the time, but I have never been to prom or a you know a school dance or or anything like that. Um, that was just the first thing that came to my mind. I don't know why, but um, I was trying to think of anything else that uh that would be a common thing that most people have experienced, and I was thinking of it as an event, not so much something that you do every day. Um, yeah, yeah I, I did not go to prom. Um, I didn't go to any school dances. Um, I've only been to one college football game. Um, no I think what? that's pretty much the only that's the only like game <laughs> game of like I guess uh you know live action sports what are you gonna call it um, sports venue I've ever been to and that was uh, through. Joshua J. Jernigan, uh, when you, I went to Chapel Hill. You, like, no, no, like, no, no, no. Just, I, you you I, I, my horizons to things that I didn't really care that much about. You know, and so <laughs> okay. um, it was pretty cool. It, Tar Heels were playing Boston College, and they they gave away. I think it was two cars. At least I know they gave away one car because um, they returned the opening kickoff, and that was something that they did. But it was a 
that's like I guess that's probably something most people have done. Um, I don't, I don't really. And you attended that fight night too. that 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 night, I think, Derek, in the, the dorm. A fight, fight night. Fight yes. Night. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Look, college life is crazy. I only had like two days of it, and I was like, no, it's not really me. You know? <laughs> you know, that was my college experience. I was like, mm, I better not. Yeah. Derek, just an uh, uh, interesting fact, Derek's brother ended up coming to visit me at college, and then his car broke down. <clears throat> surprise, surprise. And so he spent a long time with me at college. <laughs> his car broke down? Imagine yeah, that. and then he had to go get it repaired. And then he went along but... with me, and then he went to go fill up when we got to Charlotte, and all the gas went on the ground because the people at the Goodyear repair place like didn't reconnect the gas tank after they put a new fuel pump in. So that was fun. Um, Dude, I don't remember that. Time. I guess I broke down so much <laughs> in my life that I don't remember. How. Yeah, it it, it didn't impact your life that time. That one impacted mine. So. So that, that's why I remember it. <laughs> yeah, that's like the only time you've ever been around somebody who's ever broke down ever. I was like, yeah. "What is this deal with these cars? Are supposed to go like that? I don't know." Uh, so good deal, good deal, Matt. Made for a good story, you got though. Anything? Oh, it does, and, and I can go into detail on that one. That was interesting to say the least. But Matt, you got anything incredibly common that you've never, uh, never Man, done? That I was, I was, I was mulling over doing a Google search trying to figure something out. That's something that's really common because Derek's <laughs> the, the, the Derek's the prom one. I'm I'm in the same boat. I haven't had make it. I didn't make it a prom, um, but I guess I found one that might be common by a majority of people. The more I go in gas stations, the more I feel like it's common. Is uh, bought a lotto ticket. There you go. Uh, yeah. So pretty count millions do it. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of people out there. I've I've never yeah. uh, purchased okay, a lotto ticket either. What's that? I don't think I've ever bought a lotto ticket either. Yeah. I don't even know. Was it 18 you can start buying lotto tickets? Maybe, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Everybody can win if you don't play, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We are actually going to discuss budgeting time and, and, and money. <laughs> I don't think that one's going to fly on the budget side of money. But, uh, well, if you if yeah. you like set aside a budget for lotto, you know, Joshua... <laughs> I'm just saying, I have a lot. Have to, you have to do it. <laughs> it's in the budget. Yeah. Hey. I, I'm just. I'm just. Yeah. But I'm spending my we'll, entire. We'll get budget. into that. Yeah. We'll, we'll get. We'll get into that. Okay. <laughs> Patrick, you got anything incredibly common you've never done? Well, I would be interested to hear why Derek and Matt. Why Derek never went to prom, and why Matt never bought a lotto ticket before it circles yeah. over to me. There you go. Why I didn't go to prom? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, for one, I don't, I didn't care to. Um, but it was, I was raised that that was not really something that um, sanctified people did a whole lot of. Um, and then, in, in itself, is probably not. And you could always, I just justify any action. Um, but I did not. I felt strongly, and I and I have differed convictions from my parents, so it's not like everything that my parents taught me um, or the convictions that they handed down to me as far as the things that we didn't do growing up. You know, I've done things that they didn't do, um, i.e. like I have a TV. I never grew up with a TV in my house. Um, and so there's there's convictions that I don't share with them, but this was one of them. And I was I had a girlfriend at the time and she um, wanted to go 
to uh to prom and you know she didn't have any conviction over it and i was like that's fine i got no problem with you going to prom but i'm not going with you you know <laughs> and and so and so she ended up taking another dude to prom and um and, and it, wasn't, it, <laughs> it wasn't like i said that right because I'm, I mean, I remember seeing the picture of this dude. And I was like, I'm all right. I got it. <laughs> you know, I'm safe. But um, but I didn't go to prom because I did not feel that it was something that I wanted to be a part of. And probably, and it's not like the typical prom experience that everybody's thinking of right now. Um, That's probably the reason, um, you know, I was brought up to not go to prom. It was just something that was generally, um, I don't know how to say it. There was things that happened at prom that I did not want to be a part of. Um, right. And so I didn't, I was like, I'm not really feeling like going to prom. And it, it didn't, it didn't hurt that I just didn't, I'm not a dancer. I didn't care to dance. And, and I don't think that's the reason people go. It's probably just for the experience or whatever. But I was like, I, that's just not my bag. So I went ahead and nipped that in the bud early. And, uh, but my wife went and she ended up hanging out with a bunch of girls afterwards. And she didn't really have that much money, I don't think. But, um, no, there was no issue by any means. I mean, we're, that's my wife now, you know, so we apparently worked it out. They're all good. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other guys are ready to win. The other guys, yeah. Yeah. You're talking to the victor, okay? Yeah. Um, no, but it's, really uh, dance, so. no, I didn't, uh, and the same thing with lotto ticket, you know, it was kind of the thing that we didn't, you know, it's kind of, it, for one, there's a waste of money. Um, chances are not in your odds, obviously, and it's just something that, um, you know, we were kind of, taught that you know, I guess you can buy one if you want, but it was it's kinda of useless. Um but quick story. I'm trying to make it really, really, really quick. Donnie, my older brother in Norfolk, Virginia, went to a gas station on the way out middle of nowhere. Oh, I'm talking in the middle of nowhere. It's probably thirty minutes away from where everybody lived that he knew. And he was going out there to pick up some material at a at a building supply out in the middle of nowhere. He stopped in and was getting a drink or whatever at a gas station and um and was like, uh um he's still there to, to cash out or whatever and um to, to, to pay for his his you know drink and chips and whatnot and there was a little one dollar lotto ticket or something he's like oh let's go ahead. i mean i've never done it. i'll just play it real quick you know he bought a lot of ticket cashed in or whatever and the guy's like, oh and he was i guess just scratching sitting there at the, at the desk scratching it and one of the older dudes of the church walks in and goes, "Hey, oh, that boy, I see you over there, over there, lot of ticket, that boy." <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Oh, he said, "What is the chance?" So he's bum, like, bum, "I think that's sign." He's like, "I'm that, that's pretty much a sign. I shouldn't be doing that." <laughs> yeah. In the middle of nowhere, and it was some random obscure dude that I mean, it's thirty minutes away from everywhere. There's tons of gas stations in that area, and he's like, "This happened to walk into that one at the same time he was scratching this lottery ticket," and so he's like, he's "Called red-handed." Got him. He might have not. Has yeah. he done it since then? I don't think so. I mean, it wasn't like a really, it wasn't really a conviction for him. He was just like, well, well I'll give it a shot. And, but yeah, it was pretty funny how, how that worked out. So yeah, that's my uh, testimony, if you will. So continue, Patrick. Just Matt, remember. Pat, yeah, man, I was just curious. Oh, um, so oh, go ahead, y'all go. <laughs> yeah, you can go ahead. I'll you can join me. I'll be brief, so I'm not gonna take a long time. Okay. Go ahead, Matt. Oh, sorry. I thought you said you were going to take it. No, I mean, biggest thing. I, um, Yeah, I mean, I think just like Josh said, we were talking about budget and time. And, and I know like a dollar lotto ticket is like, you know, you could scrounge up some change in your truck and do that. But I'm, 
I think I'm a big proponent of like if you just start down a path, um, mm-hmm. it's just the beginning, and you know it, it's it's just like anything; it can be an addiction, um, mm-hmm. and and from there you could get to the. I mean, you you've heard I've seen excessive you know things that have happened like that, and it's one thing after another, um, and it just leads on a path. Um, and I just feel like you know from that perspective and 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 um god just called me i mean from my my convictions i guess i could say like derek said he's just you know that's one thing just to kind of lay aside and, it, and it's really it's nothing like and in the allure of the hundred million dollar you know winning ticket has right. never has never got me and that's the other thing too um i mean i'm content with with what i have and and i'm content with you know earning what I have and what God has given me through, you know, blessing me with the ability to, to work. Um, and not to say, like I said, the dollar thing, but that's, but that's just, that's just like the beginning stages. You know, you take a sip of a glass of wine, you take a sip of beer, or you do this, you, you know, you take a cigarette because you're bored with a friend, you know, it's just one thing leads to another. So, um, that's kind of where, and that's just one of many things, I guess. Um, but anyway, that's, I hope that answers your question, Patrick. Well, I was just one. I was just curious and wanted to hear because I mean, honestly, the kind of one thing that when you know I, when Josh has the icebreaker, what popped in my mind. Of course, I can't say I've never done it, but I've only been to the movie theater once in my life. Uh, it's funny I was talking to about this this Don't weekend. Don't mine. That was gonna be mine. <laughs> so, oh man, I'm sorry. Oh it's man, Patrick, well, I hadn't I hadn't been that one time, so you know. <laughs> Okay, well, well, I'm sorry I didn't realize that, but yeah, I mean, I was literally like when I went to the altar. It, of course, you go to the altar at 12 years old. We were kind of talking about this this weekend too. It's kind of funny, but um, you, know, you don't have a whole lot to give up at 12 years old. But that yeah. was one of the things that, like, my mother, you know, when I first went to the altar, it, mom, you know, and then I backslid. My mother was like, "Well, you know, this is not something that we do. You need to, you need to make your stand." Or, some of that effect, and um, and so you know, I didn't obviously before I went out there. I was like, well, but I'm going to theater, so I went, and um, and um, then obviously when I went back to the altar, that was one of the things that the Holy Spirit worked on me about. So I had to lay it down, um, and it became a like Matt said, it became a conviction. Um, and honestly, it really wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, I don't even hardly think about it. Um, but the point is that, uh, so that was, that was, uh, I guess something maybe that's fairly common that most people do. Um, so I can't say I've never done it, but it's been a real, it's been a real long time. Gotcha. Gotcha. And that was going to be mine. Um, (laughs) but you know, it's still candy and there is, there is, I mean, my wife goes, okay. And I don't. It's still one of the things um, that that we, you know, we kind of see a little different on or whatever. And it, it maybe it's because I know it's because growing up I never went, and now it's kind of like, is there really a movie worth going and, and breaking that? You know, um, it's not that I've never mm-hmm. watched movies. Um, it's just a whole lot easier for them for other people to vet them for me than for me to be surprised for anything. You know, and then it be extra awkward. It's really easy to turn off something in your own home as opposed to getting up and leaving is more of a statement maybe but um you're less likely to do that um but i'll change mm-hmm. mine and 
say, and I think this is accurate, motorcycle. I've never Ooh. ridden a motorcycle. That's a good one, Josh. Yeah. I, that was a now, good one. I have ridden a scooter. Derek, have you ever ridden a scooter? Uh, yeah, once, once or twice. Look in, Will. Oh, man. No, it did not. I just got my scooter fixed up, and uh, or my dad's. It's like, you know, the ones the feet in the front of it, and then went off to school, and uh, Derek went off on the scooter. Uh, that was fun. Um, but no, I, I've never ridden a, a real motorcycle. When mm-hmm. they go, I think the scooter's topped mm-hmm. out like 40, 40 miles an hour or something like that. Um, and I think that streak is going to live on. Um, I've done mopeds and that kind of stuff and shinkatig and everything. But um, my wife is a, a big proponent for four wheels at least, if not going to six or eight. Um, so there's that. Um, so yeah, motorcycle would be mine. Um, and that is a, a safety issue. Um, so she would rather me go fly in an airplane than ride a motorcycle. Um, statistics are on my side they are. Um, with regards to that. But also a pretty big life insurance policy is on my side now. So she, I think she might not care as much. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure before she cares. I could, before, I could, before I could take flight lessons, um, we had to get enough life insurance to cover the house. Because she said if she lost me, it'd be terrible. But if she lost me and then had to move on top of it, it would be really bad. So um, there's that. <laughs> but anyway, uh, those are good times. Man. Good stuff, everybody. Appreciate your input. Um, I'm going to go on into budgeting your time and your money. Okay, now these go kind of hand in hand, um, but they also are a little different because with the time, um, I want to know, and I'm going to take it basic more in scripture. I'm going to go to the, the time part first, and then we're going to get into the money and how y'all handle your finances because I'm very curious. Um, and, and hopefully we can give each other tips a little bit too. Um, we're all trying to get through this thing and have plenty of money left over. Um, it's not working out great. So I'm looking for some tips, <laughs> but, um, but, uh, on the time part, what really is important. And I know, I know we all really care about our family. Um, Matt missed two weeks ago, you know, trying to make sure his, his, uh, anniversary was good. He had a budget time for that. Um, but your time to, commune with God. Okay. Um, I, I talked to somebody not too long ago talking about a physical communion as opposed to a spiritual communion. Um, cause they were kind of blown away that I, we don't take the, or I don't take the, the actual, you know, crackers and wine or whatever communion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got kind of quickly got into an in-depth conversation about a spiritual communion, um, and how, he wanted his goal was for that. Jesus' goal was for that. It wasn't for us to have some symbolism and just put a lot of faith in that symbolism. It was that he really cared about having that communion. So um, let's go, Matt. First, what? How do you budget your time in order to find a good communion with the Lord? Like, what? What do you? What do you end up doing? Like, take me through. You know, on on a, on a weekly basis. Um, um, how are you able to, to manage your time to make that happen? Well, I think I was actually, um, Stephen's, uh, a friend of ours, friends of y'all's as well, Stephen and Sarah Copeland were in town this weekend and actually had a conversation with them today about that kind of the budgeting of time. Um, just like y'all, we all have kids. Um, and I have two kids under the age of three, one, one's four months old. So my time is like, they're all in these weird 
Uh, well, not weird. I mean, they're basically they're Ezra, the youngest. He naps continually, not continually, but enough to where you can't really, you kind of have to sneak away. Um, and so, I've found, you know, when I can be home and not get, when I'm not at work per se, like weekends, like today, this morning, like I he I got up with him at like seven, and and it was so nice outside. I took a you know took a cup of coffee, went outside and 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 read and and, and spent time in communion with him that morning. Um, so those are kind of, but it seems that. Like uh, I guess during the week, I've I've deviated more towards the evening time if I if if that's the best time for me when the kids are to bed, or if I can try to squeeze in before before work. Um, one thing too, um, I guess you know, I don't think the communion is is it's the word of God and prayer is is vital, um, but I also find communion through through. Um, through, you know, music, hymns, whatever you want to call it. So yeah. I have a lot of time, you know, in the truck. I've, I've listened to a few sermons that Patrick sent to me, and those are those are refreshing as well, and those are encouraging. Um, and but and a podcast. There's just a lot of different avenues um, virtually or with technology now that we can, I can get some communion, if you want to call it that, like throughout throughout the day, and um, and 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 you know, God fills me in in that realm too. Um, but just really just, I guess I'm, a, I'm trying to find a set schedule almost. It's, it seems kind of, you know, I mean, it was, it worked to perf- perfection this morning, even though I, I was up at seven, um, but had about an hour and it was, it was good stuff. So it doesn't always work to perfection, but I, I try to get it in, you know, I hope that's answering your question, Josh. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and, and I, I know that we all struggle I, I've always been told time management is yeah. is is it's hard for me. Like I'll get into the office, um, and I'm going to go, and then I'll ask Patrick and then Derek. But um, so I'll get into the office and you know kind of get in my element and stuff, and then somebody will ask me to help with this, and somebody asks me to help with this. Not real. I mean, you know, and I'm all for the good of the team, but I, I, I get I get hit with you don't manage your time properly. Whenever at the end of the day, I'm not done and I got to bid do the next day and I'm staying late, you know, get, it gets to nine, 10 o'clock at night or whatever it ends up doing. And it's because you don't manage your time. And, and it, it's kind of, it was, it, it's kind of a little joint of both, but I have tried my hardest to whenever I'm doing those things or somebody comes up and asks for something and it's kind of like something they could handle and I can make them like me a little bit more by helping them out with the computer thing or whatever, or realizing that whenever I'm whatever I'm doing throughout the day is going to take time from my family when you when you put it in that perspective it changes up what you do with your day I'll tell you that mm-hmm. um I I don't want to miss time at the end of the day um with my four-year-old or she'll be four tomorrow that's perfect Caroline um so she'll be four tomorrow or my my one about oh, almost two-year-old um so the the two of them, it's so much fun when I get home. Like, but if I goof off or if I am more worried about somebody else's work than my own, then it's going to cut into that time. And realizing that, that whatever I'm doing is taking away time from my family, um, I, I don't think God really wants that. You know, God, and I think there's a balance there. I'm not home all the time, you know. <laughs> I still do trips. I still do a lot of things. But just be mindful of what your time is doing because when you're doing something with your time, 
you're not able to do something else at that same time. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? It sounds, yeah. it sounds silly, but like if you if you're conscious of what you're doing with your time, and that you're taking away what else you could be doing with that same amount of time, because we only got a certain amount of time of life. Um, but also to making sure that that I budget time for God. Okay, budget time alone with God. And and Matt's mm-hmm. right. It's it's mm-hmm. it becomes a lot harder um, to do that, and you do somewhat learn to enjoy the serenity of a you know of road time okay <laughs> when you got windshield time yeah you, uh you, you can you can plan it out and and kind of um kind of revel in hymns and, and that kind of communion as well um patrick what you got well i um you know i really appreciate this topic and subject i was um uh excited about it and um love hearing what's been said i'm trying to say this with as much with the grace and humility that it deserves but of late god's really been working on me about um time time and budgeting and, and time management um instead of trying to fit everything because we all have the same amount of time when it boils down to it i mean you all we all have the same 24 hours and it's just a matter of how do you chop up that 24 hours. Um, so instead of trying to fit everything into that 24 hours, God's been working on me trying to fit the most important things in that 24 hours. And so in basically getting lighter, removing the things that that are really in the grand scheme of things, not important, not edifying. Edifying may be a little strong, but but, you know, just just creating creating more time by simplifying i guess is the best way i know to put it um i'll give you one scripture and again the lord has to lead um and he has been i've been really praying i mean this is this is really near and dear to my heart because i mean um but this scripture it says you know know you not this is corinthians 1 9 first corinthians 9 excuse me um know you not they which run a race run all but one receiveth the prize, so run that you may obtain. And it says, and every man striveth for mastery is temperate in all things. And they do it for a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. So you liken it to an Olympic athlete. Um, they they're very diligent. They're very they're very direct about how they manage their time training schedule. But also they're very diligent and direct about the things that they choose not to partake in. I mean, yeah. they limit their lifestyle to a very, I mean, it's a huge degree so that they can focus on their Mm -hmm. craft. And um, so in a similar manner, God's been working with me like, okay, limit your life. What is your craft? What is your, what is the purpose of your life? And for me, I feel like that is, that is spreading the gospel. You know, well, really it's simple. It's being a good uh, sanctified man a good father and a good husband. I mean, that's it. If they lay me down at the end of this thing, whenever it's done and they say that here lies Patrick Collins, he was a good sanctified man. He was a great husband and a great father. That's fine. Close the book, say the prayer, put me in the ground. Let's all go home. Um, so I mean, hey, trying you, to limit you, life. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. That's what Brad was saying. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm right on board with you, man. I love it. Um, we had for the listeners out there, we had, um, what we consider can't mean an abbreviated version down in Georgia this weekend. Um, some attended it in person, some didn't. Um, but Brad Hagen 
did you catch what he said about the same topic there? Um, out of Charleston? <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I, I got to go back was, and listen to it. <laughs> he said, <laughs> I'm taking like, Becca out to go potty. Uh, but yeah. He was right. I mean, like, what same, you're saying is exactly subject. what he was saying. Yeah. Because the Lord convicted him of stuff, and it, not a sin, but he was really big into racing. And a lot of time, a lot of money. He still didn't miss church, you know, still at church. He might have missed some feast meets because of it, but, you know, still went to the church and that kind of stuff. Real supportive of the church, everything. But the Lord convicted him of it. And then he went to a funeral um, of somebody in the racing community that everybody knew. And in the casket, he had his fire suit on. He had his time ticket or whatever. I don't know all the, the formalities of, of racing, but he basically was decked out. That was his life. That's what everybody saw. And that was what he accomplished. And what you what you're saying is right along with it because I don't want my when I'm laying there it to be anything other than he was a, a sanctified holy man. He did for Jesus what he needed to. He loved his family. He loved the ones around him. He loved his church. Like I want that to be said. Not that he was great at you know fill in the blank. Um, our legacy is what we're leaving, and be mindful of what you're spending your time on. Um, was was his premise, and it been along. Exactly, yeah, go back and listen to it. This is exactly yeah, what you're is. preaching, man. I love it. So I'm gonna have to because yeah, literally, um, like so I had a daddy do that night, and Becca was like, "Go, go, go," which is her code for it's time to go pee pee. And so I'm like, "Oh, go, go, go!" And so she went, and <laughs> I literally, I literally missed everything he said, but I heard later from Lauren that it was really solid. So I'm gonna have to go yeah. back and listen to him, but. So I would say for me, like that, um, that has really been a eye opener. Um, I feel really, you know, I'm 30 years old and I'm just really learning this lesson. So I would beseech any younger person out there, especially from eight, from, you know, basically the time you're born in this world to the time you have kids. I mean, it's said so many times, but I've heard old timers say it to me. It's so true. You'll have more time disposable time during that time in your life than you probably I mean than you'll ever have for the rest of your life and it's like so I mean just because you have big blocks of time you know still try to be so mindful and prayerful about how you fill that and don't just fill your time with just with just piddly stuff because you have it you know so don't you know don't be like me more or less which I it took Becca to really to really begin to shape me and and put me in a place of prayer where it's like, man, I've got to, I've got to simplify some things, or or I'm gonna be running, I'm gonna be running night and nothing from from daylight to dark. Um, anyway, so that's probably, and then I just enjoyed like what y'all said. I'll be briefing because I know I want to pass the ball, but um, you know, trying to be trying to be diligent too about about prayer life. You know, have you know have a standing appointment every morning and um of devotion time and whatnot so just to before the before the things of the world rush in so that's 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 me i suppose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i thought what you said about um you know the things that this the scripture popped up i've therefore the prisoner of the lord beseech ye that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called you know that's mm-hmm. <clears throat> our job is is that is to spread the spread the gospel and yeah that is you know we have jobs um and those jobs end up maybe changing throughout our life and um you know we different jobs to make money and that's a necessity that we that we have 
a worldly necessity, you know, something that we have to provide for. But the Lord has got has given us a, vo- a vocation, a job that is obviously more important and more long lasting. Mm-hmm. And it is one that we can do and still have a job or not. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there are job are. That's something that I've I've thought about, like in my adult life, about what our job is, and um, I'm a I'm a trim carpenter and finished carpenter and cabinet builder and whatever you want to call it. But you know, my job was is somewhat mobile. Um, it's actually since I moved to Columbia, it's extremely mobile because <laughs> I do work like in every state in the southeast. Um, but it's uh, <laughs> the the idea, I guess. Pack nightmare. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, like, I guess, you know, I will say my ancestors, my my father, grandfather, and great-grandfather, whatever, you know, are all a long line of of home builders, and that was one of the, I guess, the reasons that they they got into doing that is because it was a very mobile job, you know, obviously, in that Mm -hmm. that time, you know, it wasn't like they had, you know, IT professionals or nothing, but it was, that's kind of what, you know, you built with your hands, and and you learned to trade, but, but I was kind of brought up, obviously, I was brought up moving a lot because i have moved a lot in my life and you know and you were able to make money wherever you went um so that was you know, i guess it, it it does have a, a little different ring to me but um but nonetheless you know it is what we it's, it's our job to to do and it's what's important to us and um but as far as budgeting time um i do have a decent amount of windshield time as well but i don't i don't want to rely on on only listening to the word um you know i mm-hmm. i try to uh i guess it's it's easy for the devil to to beach to to beat us up that are in this particular um stage of life where you have kids who you know no matter how many you have it's kids have an effect on your on your day to day um and your disposable time um you know i yeah. did not mm-hmm. Like Patrick was saying, it. I mean, you will not ever have as much disposable time as you do before you, basically, your high school days. You know, from from you know getting to where you can take care of yourself, and you know you don't need your parents to feed you and you know make your food and dress you every day. You know, you can kind of twelve, thirteen or so, you can take care of yourself all the way up until you're, you know, in college, and you know end up getting a a girlfriend or whatever and they they take a, some of that disposable time away you know it's mm-hmm. not so much you it's 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 y'all too and then you get the the, mm-hmm. the third one the family and then the the children and all your blocks of time start getting distributed to everybody else and so um you know it's it's important to keep that one block of time for the lord and it's not that he needs your last fruits but he needs your first fruits mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. when you think and when we when we get into the the money budgeting of this topic and you and you know you think i'm sure we'll talk about dave ramsey but you know they're 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 (laughs) they're important (laughs) things like i guess if if you are uh you know if you're i guess somebody who's good with money you would pay your bills first right and uh the things that you owe you pay first and then you deal with your discretionary income and and if if the lord is not the one that you owe the most to then you know then i can tell you otherwise but um you know he is the one that is owed the most and so he gets the first fruits mm-hmm. um and it's hard to i mean it's hard to do that it's hard to to um to give him the amount of time that he deserves um 
and mm-hmm. but it's you know we got to budget it. It's got to be, it's got to be the number one line item on the spreadsheet. But um, you know I like to uh, I like to I'm 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 uh, I read, but I I really read when I want to find something out, and I and I, I don't think that's mm-hmm. unusual for people, but. You know, when you when when something right. has, has has struck something to me, and I'm I'm like, hey, you know, I want to let, let's let's figure that out. You know, then you, I guess, you really get in and you and you do some reading. Um, but your your main your maintenance reading that needs to be every day, and and I've said it before. You know, the prayer life of you know recently in the last few years of of making a standing appointment where you hit your knees and you and you just you talk. You know, I don't have. You know, I don't know what to say sometimes, but, you know, the Lord needs to, I mean, Jesus is there making intercession for me, and I know that. So I'm okay with with time that is just me not not saying or thinking anything. You know, I just, I don't know what to tell you right now, and he, he knows that. And, but the fact is that I am, I want to be there in that position and give him what he is owed. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Can, I, can I interject on one other point before we move on? Yeah. Um, scripture, I thought about what y'all were talking, um, Isaiah 55, as Patrick was talking a little bit too, and, and Josh saying, I enjoyed that with Brad Hagen's testimony. Um, yeah, the man. second verse, wherefore do you spend money? Isaiah 55 two. wherefore do you spend money for that, which is not bread and your labor for that, which satisfieth not hearken diligent to me and eat ye that which is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness. I thought about that verse, Patrick, as you were, um, given your experience and um i think too really quick with something that i guess the lord's worked with me probably the past four or five years maybe a little bit more is um like it's vital for the word it's vital for the prayer and that's that's first and foremost but i think just there's just been things that like that god has called me to do um that because of that i have to you know make sacrifices and my family has to make sacrifices um and and I mean, you know, we have, there's a individual things. And then y'all know, we, we do the, the dog block in Raleigh, um, for listeners out there. It's a, um, well, I'll, I'll spare you, but it, it's, it's affiliated with the Raleigh dream center, which is a nonprofit, um, faith-based organization here in Raleigh. Well, it's nationwide, but anyway, um, it's, it's, you know, it's two weekends, a a month. Um, and it's, it, now it's been a little different with COVID, but, that's just one other avenue that when God put it on our church's heart um, here in Raleigh, that, you know, it, it would take sacrifice, you know, it would take those precious Saturdays um, with your kids. It would take the opportunity, you know, that you may miss a hunting trip and you, you may miss um, what our church does, which is feast meetings where it's like these weekend revival services and get togethers. Um, and those are, those may not be like time things that those actually are spiritual um, encouragers, but realizing that God's greater purpose and what he has called us to do. Um, and, and there's that different avenues to spread the gospel, but, um, it, 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 you know, it, it was a, it was a little tough at first, but then you soon realize that there's, there's, there's a greater purpose, um, for our lives. Um, and, and God may call us to different things, but it, like I said, it's a sacrificing of time and, and, and the love to be able to go to a feast meeting. And, you know, I've missed several of them, uh, the Columbia for uh, Derek and the Josh and church, mm-hmm. they attend down there, but it just, you know, it, it may, it may mm-hmm. push us there. We may get an opportunity, but what I'm, what I'm trying to say is uh, that's just a different avenue of time, not watching the TV or 
going to a ball game, but it, it, those are um, just kind of a spiritual sacrifice. But I just want to be mindful, and if anybody's listening, that if God's calling you to something and He's He's put on your heart um, to do, and and it, it will take a sacrifice. Um, yeah. to listen to what He's mm-hmm. saying. And there's other individual things that you know people have been involved in that cause that. Yeah. And he may we call you away from something before he calls you to something. Sorry, mm-hmm. go ahead, Josh. No, no, you're you're 100 right. I was just saying, like what you had said before. We only have a certain amount of time. We none of us know how much that is, but mm-hmm. be good stewards of it. You know, just like yeah. the money, we're going to get there. But but on, on our time, we're called to be good stewards of that too. You know, um, kind of makes me. You know, I mean, and there's time for relaxing. Don't get me wrong. I'm all. You know, I love that too. But it it is sometimes. You know. A, a sacrifice to budget time for another mission for the Lord. Um, so, and, and, that, and that's kind of how I feel about this radio program. You know, if it can help out a few guys, a few few followers of Christ, you know, um, in their walk and kind of help shape them up and help us shape us up, you know, mm-hmm. it's a willing, it is a sacrifice, you know. Um, my wife and my daughter, I don't know if they were playing something, they were playing Beauty Blowout or something, I don't know. And my daughter wanted me to play. I'm like, well, no, we got this. That's Monday night, but you know. Hit you up tomorrow when your birthday. Right. So, but, um, cool deal, cool deal. Um, you want to transition to the money, 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 money. All right. So here's what I got. All right. There's a couple, couple scriptures that I wanted, to, and, and I got the scriptures more for this because the other one was kind of obvious. This, um, First Timothy six seventeen through twenty one, um, charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, and willing to communicate, laying up and store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. Now, we can lay it for foundation a couple different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's one more, Proverbs 26. 21, 5 through 7. And I like this one a lot. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plentiness. Mm-hmm. Plentinessness, but of everyone that is hasty only to want. The getting of treasures by a lying tongue is vanity tossed to and fro of them that seek death. The robbery of wicked shall destroy them, but they refuse to do judgment. The first verse there, the thoughts of the diligent tend only to plentiousness. But of everyone that is hasty, only to want. We are called to be to, to to be thoughtful, okay? To be thoughtful with our money, to be thoughtful with our time, but definitely with our money because it it was saying here. But if you're hasty, if you're impulsive, if you're instant gratification, it's going to lead to want. You're going to lead destitute. You're going to lead lacking. Um, and I I think God wants us to have good lives to where we don't have added anxiety because when you're worried about where your meals come from and you're worried and and there's been times in our um in, here in america's history you know that with the great depression and and the stuff that we've been through too i mean there is definite worry there and when you have worry and anxiety guess what it, it impacts your spiritual life too so it's not it's not um, off by itself as an isolated thing like hey how are we budget our money but it impacts your spiritual life whether you like it or not. Um, so I think the Lord really wants us to be thoughtful, be mindful, to to be good stewards of whatever He's given us. Um, 
and I am going to see Matt yeah, on the budget side. Um, I do have a quick question. I'm going to everybody kind of are you actively involved in said budget? I'm thinking yes. Yes. Right. And <laughs> tell, give, give us a little overview because I mean, like some people have two separate. I, my um, the person that runs our account, payable, two separate bank accounts between her and her husband baffles me. I'm like, how do yeah. you? Know, but what? Do you, and she's like, well, if the if the trip's my idea, it comes out of mine, and we have a joint for the. I mean, like it is. It's it's they have three accounts, and one mm-hmm. for the utilities that's joint. But then I'm like, but then what if he uses the AC more that week? You know, I mean, like, like you know, <laughs> you're, you're divvying it up so much. I'm like, are y'all on the same team, or y'all just two separate teams <laughs> under the same roof? So yeah. How do you, how do y'all go about your budgeting thing? I know we're gonna touch on Dave. Uh, two um, words, Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> no, in all seriousness, if if you're young and Spoiler if you're alert. single, if you're married, mm-hmm. if you're if you're struggling to figure out how to do it, I mean, I I highly suggest Dave Ramsey. Um, if they're mm-hmm. if, if, as just a starting point, um, maybe you don't have to follow the T, but at least he will teach you successfully. And you may say, "Oh, I'm a I plan this. I know this. I'm I'm an accountant. I'm this. I'm that." Nope, don't. Stick to his plan. Um, and, but anyway, I'm, I'm, and I'm serious, and y'all probably agree, but I think Josh, so we have a joint account. First question. Yep. Um, yep. We, uh, we do, we are both involved. I'm more of a numbers guy than Anna, but she is involved. Um, and, that, and that's another thing, too. I mean, y'all know, I mean, it takes, you both need to be involved. You both need to know where your money's going. Um, because yep. if, you, if you really don't, like you're saying, if you're taking some money here and just going and doing things, that's just dishonest. Um, yep. but anyway, so I, I don't, I keep mine like on a, I like an Excel spreadsheet and I keep it and I just tab it out every month. And, and, and from there, you know, we obviously line up everything out and we, we go over like the, there's, you know, there's your fixed expenses, like your, you know, utility right. bill, you know, um, mortgage, if you have that, you know, that, and just everything that's fixed. And, um, and then we kind of just, um, and then the, you know, different things like, let's just say, you know, SC has a doctor's appointment this week or, you know, we're going to the beach or, you know, just some things that really happen. I put, I, we budget for that and, and do that and kind of run it that way. Um, but I mean, that's kind of what we do. I, I, I try to sometimes kind of do like a, like a midway point, look at, look ahead and kind of see where we're at. Um, yeah. If something's kind of a little whack. Um, if there's a trend that we can kind of see, we try to fix. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like over accounting, analyzing this thing, but you know, just a quick conversation, um, with Anna, but, but really, and then I think too, that what we do, I don't know what everybody else does is we, we, um, I feel like at one point it was a hundred dollars and it, it, it might've, it might've shrunk down and by about the same, we have a, we have a meeting about that purchase. Um, and we're, and we're both in it together and I, and I don't know, that's just kind of what a day thing, but, but then, you know, obviously too, we, we set up an emergency fund for emergencies. I'm telling you, it's Dave Ramsey. Um, um we have a, we, <laughs> just, do a course with Dave Ramsey. Hey, I just baby. don't know what I, talking about. <laughs> but I mean, that's, that's really, um, I, I mean, I haven't, we're still working to pay off our house. Um, for those that are, are close to that and those that have, um, that's awesome. And yeah, but that's you. That's well done. That's the one thing that we've got to left to do. Excellent. But anyway, Josh, I hope I'm answering your question. No, no, that that is. Like, it, it, I just want to. I wanted to look in and in, inside 
kind of the inner workings of how you manage your money. And that's what you give me. Um, you know, I, I don't have to have a ton of pickers. I don't have to know what you make yeah. a year, but I want to know how you approach <laughs> your goals. And I, although if you want to share that, I'm, I'm, I'm very Yeah, well, I do know nature. that, um, I will say that is, is I'm more numbers guy, but Anna is, yeah. is I trust her and she dials in to, 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 you know, dial out the bills and stuff like that. So, um, that is her jurisdiction. I kind of get the ball rolling and she manages those bills and does okay. that well and effectively. And I love it. <laughs> sometimes I try to, I sometimes try to sneak in on the micromanage and then I yeah. s- quietly sneak out of the micromanage. I get forced out. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Yeah. seems <laughs> like somebody I would get to call in, like say the, uh, you know, the internet bill is too high. Like I wouldn't want Anna to call in. I think that would be good. Um, <laughs> so it sounds like she sounds good, good at that. Yep. Um, Patrick, tell me, tell me a little bit about Patrick's money. Um, <laughs> so, you, well, it's not mine. That's the, <laughs> that's the biggest thing. Um, Wait, hold on, so Patrick. I really, I really and truly, uh, okay, sure. Sorry, I need to interrupt because I don't want the listeners out there don't think you know. We also obviously push push money towards the church too. I just I didn't want people to think, oh, Matt's just he's budgeting for everything. I wasn't, but gonna, the church. I wasn't gonna bring it up. I mean, I'm like, man, I'm definitely not gonna mention tithing to this guy. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. you said. Yeah. I'm glad you said yeah. that because I was about to frill, I was about to frill, preach on tithing for like a solid time. Yeah. No, that that is uh, that is budget line item number one. Oh, make you feel yeah. horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't know. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> um. I no. I really do. I am. I am such a a. And I don't mean this to boast of myself. And I know there may be people out there. Oh yeah, whatever. Holier now. But look, guys, tithing has been such a wonderful blessing in our marriage. Um, because it is a visible reinforcement, a tangible reinforcement that it is not your money. Um, and really, I still struggle to completely embrace that truth. But when, you know, again, I kind of have young married young people in mind when I'm saying this, you know, kind of a don't do what I did. But when you embrace the fact that it is not your money, when that paycheck mm-hmm. hits, it's not your paycheck. It's God's paycheck. Like God gave it to you and God's going to distribute it. And it makes life. It really brings into perspective everything you have. And it also makes it a whole lot easier to give it. Um, mm-hmm. because you realize that, that it's not yours anyway. So if someone wants to borrow a car, you just toss them the keys and it's not a big deal because it's not your car, you know, and it's like, go right ahead. And if someone wants, you know, if you see a situation maybe where a couple hundred bucks might get somebody over the hump, you just cut the check and it's like, you know, as long as the check's good, <laughs> you see what yeah. I'm saying? Like it, it'll and you, but, but it, and tithing has been in my life and this was not something that that I was um you know this was not something I don't have the right words for it, but it I had to be convinced of the scripture um and so so when we sit down when to do our budget that's kind of that's item number 1 and then um from there and there has been some months where we were we could have used that that money um and I will give glory to God we 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 let it go in faith, and it did and it did come back. Now I'm not free, I'm not preaching prosperity or anything, but 
I am saying that the Lord does bless the effort. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean, the nuts and bolts of it is pretty simple. Um, I too am a, am, I, I do like Dave Ramsey. Um, I read his book and I read Robert Kowalski's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Um, and, you know, I, I, I gravitated towards Ramsey because I feel like he was more biblical. Um, and I'm not saying I swallow everything that he teaches, but yeah. I do love his principles on getting out of debt. And I do, I do think they're very biblically based, but more so than anything, when Lauren and I got married, we really didn't know where to start and we needed somebody to yeah. give us some nuts point. and bolts on, and just a base point, just a launch pad. And she was on board. I was on board. We always better when we're together. So we have a single, we have a single bank account. Everybody sees everything. There's no hidden nothing. Of course, there's no credit card. So I don't have to worry about that too much as far as like what's on her card, what's on my card. Um, and we just sit down at the beginning of every month and we just lay out, lay out the expenses, lay out the possible expenses. And, and then, um, you know, add it all up, see where it lands. And if it's over what's coming in, then we got to, we figure out what we can trim. If it's under, I knew it was coming, baby. Yeah, I was gonna quote that. Uh, yeah, your, your dad, your dad's little adage: "If your out goes more than your income, your upkeep be a downfall." So it's really true. I mean, it's not rocket science, but um, but it does take some diligence, and um, and we we try to, as best we can, we try not to be completely militant about it, um, because I do I do enjoy. Um, you know, I do, I do want to still like that scripture you read, Josh, you know, there are times when God has given us things richly to enjoy and I don't want to be bound up in, in saving and earning. And then only to find when we're 60 that we can go enjoy our life. You know what I mean? But really too, I don't want to be bound up in the budget to where I can't, I can't give to, to somebody or something. So I, I'm more, I'm much more long winded than I plan to be, but I guess what I'm saying is that like, um, is that when you begin with that mindset of it's God's money, that helps shape right. a lot of what follows when it comes to the nuts and bolts. And, and sometimes too, it even shapes how much you enjoy those things that you want to enjoy, because again, it's God's money. So be careful how much, you spend on yourself. And if I look at the budget of the last six months and I see a lot of that money is going to Patrick, that's a problem, you know, or even if I see a lot of that money is going to, to frivolous things that that's a problem, not all of it. I mean, and not, but so you got to keep everything in temperance. Um, and, but I will say that I do, I do, I do believe that God's people are meant to be out of debt. And I do believe that that God's people are supposed to use our our temporal possessions for His glory, um, and uh, you know that's just kind of how we that's just kind of how we click along every day. So I agree. Good deal. Good deal. Derek, Ooh. are you involved in your budgeting? No, a little bit. <laughs> I do it. <laughs> Do you know how much I'm bringing in? I don't know. <laughs> Why, the uh, wife's money, money person. He, 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 my wife's a financial advisor. 
so yeah. she she's pretty good with the money and the and the figuring of all that. And, we hope so. And the the distribution <laughs> of it. financial advisor. She's so good that she probably could have like an offshore bank account just accruing <laughs> billions, and I would never know it. <laughs> there, keep working until midnight. I need more yeah. money. <laughs> no, it's uh, she's we starting out. We didn't have Dave Ramsey, obviously, because that was I won't say before my time, but it didn't really come around our church, um, or I wasn't really exposed to it until. I don't know, three, four, or five years ago, but so, anyways, being that that was what she did, and she pretty much handled that. Um, and we, and she's a very budget person, anyways. You know, just like Matt with the spreadsheets and all that, and um, you know, but getting me on board with like kind of seeing things the same way she sees them was tough. But um, we had the opportunity to take the Dave Ramsey course, and and I was, um, you know, hesitant because I didn't remember. It, I have, I don't want to say I have a nonchalant view of it, but you know, I'm obviously I'm not the most serious person, so that that trickles down into money as well. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't love money. You know, I don't hold it in a huge high regard. You know, but I mean, I know it's ne- mm-hmm. it's necessary, and I've and I've done without it, and I've done with it. You know, and it's it's, um, you know, I'm, I've got no problem. And I don't really, I don't have a problem giving it away, I guess, but. What I'm getting at is that it, I never, it was never important to me to to really know where it was all going, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I mean, if I had enough, I had enough, you know. I, I didn't, I wasn't too worried about it. But you know, my wife wanted me to be on the same page with her and and follow the, you know. And also, I, I will put this out there: at the time that it was put in or brought before me, it was a deal that you know, for every couple in in our church that was taking the class. You know, a certain member of our church was going to donate a, a portion of money to you know that particular crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, even if I didn't want it or didn't care about it, I, me going was a benefit of the church. Yeah. Um. And so mm-hmm. anyway, we uh, you know, I went, but I was very surprised at how much we learned. But um, I will say that you know, having a budget, you create your own budget, and that's what I want to get to is that you know, I could have a budget that was, um, you know, I could have a well, you know this week or this month, my budget for, you know, motorcycle parts is going to be $6,000. You know, I am under budget, you know, you know, I'm good. I'm under budget, but you know, you create your own budget. And just because you're under budget doesn't mean that it's always good. You know, you, you could, your budget could be opulent. I'll say that, you know, or large and it's not what, what it brought the, the scripture that came to my mind was about the tree, you know, any tree that, that bears forth not fruit is hewn down, cast into the fire. But any tree that bears fruit, it is purged so that it may bring forth more fruit. You know, so either way, there's going to be some sacrifice. You know, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I got out of it. And and following along with Patrick, you know, it, I've never, you know, I I, I don't really think of it as my money. Oh, I, I I try to not think of it as my money. Um, you mm-hmm. know, but at the same time, what what we think is enough money you know, is very relative. Um, you know, if I don't have right. enough money, who's to say what is enough? I'm the person that says what's enough. Um, you know, if I, if I never have enough money, then I'm, you know, I'm always going to be depressed or whatever. But my, my point being is we kind of create our own budget. <laughs> um, and so it is up to us to, to say what those line items are, how big that budget is, and what we want to give away and what we want to pay for and keep and um 
you know, just because you can afford a certain item doesn't mean you you need it. Just because it's in the budget doesn't mean you need it. Um, right. you know, but but my my view of late has been that you know what what don't I really need? You know, what's not really a big deal in the uh, yeah in the what is not a big deal in the budget? Um, but on the right. temporal side, you know. Um, we, we don't really do the budget meetings as much anymore. Um, you know, just if we, if we can carve out an hour, just the two of us, it's, um, probably not going to be spent on, you know, reviewing budgets. Um, but the, you know, we don't, there's not a whole lot of, of alone time, you know, with just, you know, chill time, you know, just typically after the kids go to bed and this particular time we're at right now, um, you know, and, um, so it's, it, we're not doing that as much anymore. But you know we still follow you know the debt snowball and the uh, the credit cards and everything. We try to mm-hmm. keep it to a minimum. And but you know the big the big item is that uh, you know giving. And I have no like I, I believe that with what we have, like Patrick said, we need to help others. And 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 I I believe that all of us do a pretty good job of that. Um, you know I got no problem people coming over eating my food. I don't have a problem with people you know, taking my car and using my gas or, you know, any of that mess, you know, it's not yeah. mine. It's not something that is, you know, I don't, I get enough. I have enough, you know, so, and mm-hmm. what my enough is, is pretty, is pretty minute, you know, and I'm okay with, with, with you taking, it. if you need it, take it, you know? Um, and I, I had to kind of have that, that view when I had my work trailer stolen and I was like, I, the only way I can, I'm not super upset by it, you know, um, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I need, the world says I need to be more upset about this, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, right. but at the same time, I'm like, I, I, I have to think of it as I hope they needed it more than I did, yeah. you know, and, and that's just, I don't know, that's the way I have to look at it for me to be able to cope with it. But, um, you know, I think everybody's got stuff stolen from them, but, you know, at the same time, the Lord give us, the Lord take it away. So it's, uh, okay it away, it, but, right. um, but I'll, uh, that's, that's pretty much it for me. We'll yeah. go into Josh's, uh, Oh. Much anticipated. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, well, only on the trailer. I don't think the Lord took away. I think the devil took it away. Because I, I still want to find them, but you know, <laughs> they got me aggravated. <laughs> but um, oh. so I figured that we were going to go heavy, Dave Ramsey. No, and I'm and I yeah, I just kind of I had a writing wall, and I'm I'm thankful for that. Now, um, I'm gonna. My my thoughts on it are it's very good for young couples. Okay, yeah. now granted, right. I don't know that it's perfect in every situation to be completely debt free. Okay, because there's sometimes that you know people have made a lot of money off of debt and and moving you know what your liabilities are and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And if you if you can get a two percent interest rate on a house, you know, and you've got that money to invest in capital for what you're doing for your career, it may not always be best. But as a baseline, yes. You know, me and my wife had, we, when we started out, we were, she was still in school, like finishing up grad school mm-hmm. and the recession was starting to hit and house poor and not, I mean, now granted, I'm not going to poo-poo the fact that we had safety nets. Okay. We both have parents that if we were in dire straits, I'm thankful. And then we, and we also have our brothers and sisters in Christ, you know? And that having that that assurance does help you walk through life, okay? And I know that we have it when other people have not. So I'm not I'm not belittling that. 
Um, but also we had to get on the same page with our goals. If you don't have the same goals, yeah, there's going to be angst and it's going to, it, it, it's very evident on paper with facts and figures. I am a money guy and I like figuring out where every single cent went last month and, you know, try to figure that out. But also I'll do credit cards in the fact that I'm getting points on these credit cards, but I'm never <laughs> making, I'm making sure, I mean, I'll pay off a credit card, you know, 15 times in a month to make sure I'm not spending the money twice. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I, I'll, I'll do that. Um, but with that, I, we had to get on the same page. We made a budget. I mean, just an Excel document kind of thing, you know, just yeah. boom, 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 boom. Figure out what's going out, what's coming in. And then you're on the same page. I have guys, guys, um, superintendents, because we have a um, incentive-based program where if you save man hours on a job, you, you get half that man hour back, um, which pretty works out pretty good for, for my superintendents. I have superintendents that will ask for it to be in two checks. One that they take home and they are just like, yeah, this is the money I made on this project because they knew they had money. And another they'll have for a separate account altogether. Guys, I consider that dishonest. Okay, yeah, like, I don't. I don't know how their. I don't know how their marriages are working because like yeah. that just seems shady. Like yeah. I. I don't know. I mean, and maybe they figured out a way, and maybe they're approaching their wife because their wife will spend every penny, and that's the best way they need to approach it. I don't know, but I just don't like that. I don't feel like if we're on the same page and we don't have the same goals, it's not going to work. Um, and that's one of the good things about a budget. It makes sure that you're 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 setting towards the same goals. You know. Um, we don't, we don't really have a hundred dollar rule, but we kind of both have an understanding. Um, yeah. If it's any any large purchase, we want to be on the same page. So I, um, we do that, and that, so we're, we're. I would say we started off as a Dave Ramsey kind of thing. Um, we mm-hmm. still, you know, you make sure every bill's paid and all that kind of stuff throughout the, and you make sure the church is paid first. Um, even more so now, um, my. Uh, my wife is now the treasurer of our local church. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, and that with that becomes a responsibility. Like we want to make sure that we're putting as much as we can in the church. <laughs> it was funny because Meredith got on this kick, um, I guess during COVID, you know, she was like, well, let's do this to the church. This is because now she's in charge of getting a cleaner and this, that, and the other. She's like, do you think we could do this? Do that? I'm like, let's do it. You know, I mean, like take ownership of your local church, you know, get excited about it show your kids where your priority is, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Sure, you know, our church is fine. If we don't do anything to it, we don't get new paint, it'll be fine and it'll work good for a worship place. But why not get get new paint? If we, you know, if we want to make that a priority to, to show that we're taking care of what God's given us, yeah. let's do it. It's his money anyway. Um, so I am 100% on board with that. I I, I do have big debt in the, in my house that I'm working towards paying off and trying to, I'd like to encourage everybody, myself included, if you've got that pay off more than the principal every month, even if it's like 50 bucks, um, because mm-hmm. if, if you run the numbers, the amount that you save and not have you know, on interest of that mm-hmm. is, is, I mean, the amount that you're spending on interest on a house, it makes me upset. Okay. Like, it makes, like, yeah. <laughs> I want to go like, find somebody like, Hey, can you just give me the loan for the house and like me not pay basically double what, what I've got <laughs> loan for. I mean, like the interest just baffles me, but we do it because we, we want a house and, and nobody just has this big, or not, nobody that I know just has this huge lump of money 
when you get married and let's go buy a house with it, you know? You know? So, 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 so yeah. anyway, that that's kind of what we're on. I, I'll, I'll limit myself on that. I could go on and on and on and about, because I, I am very passionate about figuring out where the money's going um, because that does show your priorities too. Um, yeah. But I, I was glad to, glad to hear that you guys are on the same page as me on that. Um, but anyway, we're, we're running a little long. Um, can, I, yeah. can I ask just two things really quick or a couple things? Yeah. Just to piggyback yeah, all, all y'all. Um, one verse I yeah. thought about, and this is the mindset I believe we're all, we all have. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. and it's through Christ, Philippians 4, 11. Not that I speak in respect of want. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. I'm not saying it's, you know, mm-hmm. for I've learned in whatsoever state I am there with to be content. And I think if, 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 um, what, you know, the love of the money is the root of all evil. That's, that's, that's the, the problem. But I know just being content um, with what you have. And I think that would help from just the, just the chase for the gain, 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 gain. Yeah. Um, and Matt, mm-hmm. I, I own that same point before you move to your next one. Okay. We all like, we have more than we need and more than we deserve. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people would say to me whenever, mm-hmm. you know, if I ever quote that verse, they say, Oh, that's easy for you to say, you know, yeah. Yeah. as you don't have it, but it's easy for all of us to say, because if you look at just another country or Ethiopia or wherever, like you, they would just be baffled the fact that you don't think you have enough, you know? So it doesn't really matter. I mean, we always can look at somebody that has more than us. Um, Derek, your dad, um, said it pretty good. Somebody came up to him at a feast meeting last year and they're kind of joking with him. Like, yeah, I used to trim with you, you know, good thing I didn't do that for a living because, you know, like basically say like, Hey, I was terrible at trim. You guys are awesome at trim. Right. He said, good thing. I don't do that for a living. Um, and <laughs> uncle Don stops him right there and says, no, the question is, would you be happy with the living you were making doing that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. ah, touche, touche, because it's, it's not about, you know, and he is in the correct field. Um, the guy that, that said it to Uncle Don, like, I mean, he, he, he's making a lot more money doing that than Trim. And, you know, but it, it just kind of was like, hey, you know, it's not about what you're making. It's just, you know, are you going to be content with such things as you have? Yeah. So anyway, you can keep going. Sorry okay. to interrupt. No, you're fine. I mean, and, and, and the thing that passions me too a little bit, and this goes along with our time with God, I think. Um, you know, it's the same thing too, you know, giving your time, you can give the money. Um, but mm-hmm. I think just giving money and not giving your time to your church by supporting your local church in meetings. I know COVID's different. Let's just say COVID's not on the table. Um, supporting your church at whatever ministry they're involved in, um, special sing-ins, you know, those sacrifices or, you know, going to someone's house to pray with them or, you know, taking care of someone's kids because you know, whatever God's calling you to do those, those time giving aspects, I think is another, I know we can probably talk about it at a different time, but one thing I, I guess I'll ask all of y'all, how do you determine how much to give? Mm. And uh, well, I'll, <clears throat> that's a good question. Because um, the reason I say, I'm sorry, is some have more than others, and that's and that's by design. And some people are very given, and I understand that. Um, yeah. And and so that's where you get because you're reading the scriptures about the woman that gave all. You know, she had nothing. Um, mm-hmm. So and like you could say, you hear people say, "I don't want to vote because yeah, my votes it don't matter." Well, you know, some people might say, "Well, I don't want to give a hundred dollars because I don't." It, you know, church is gonna go without me. It don't matter. So, but it does. Mm-hmm. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry, Patrick. 
Well, I mean, the the for as far as tithing, I mean, I think you can just use ten percent, um, and that's and that's a biblical, you know. Um, of course, Paul did say, you know, let every, let every man lay by his sword as he sees needs, so he'd be willing to distribute. And God loved the cheerful giver, and I get all that. But I think that as a baseline, you know, ten percent is a, just a good a good habit, as if you would prayer. But also, too, there are there, you know, there's opportunities if you if you're a prayerful spirit about it. There's God will present opportunities to you to give, mm-hmm. um, and. And it's always good to kind of have a mindset, be on the lookout for that. Um, and then you just and then you just do it, trusting that that the Lord is going to bless it. And then I would say, too, not all the time, but um, it's always good sometimes to give. I like to say give till it hurts. In other words, there's a there's a point where you're safe and then there's a point where you're not safe and you're giving and you you kind of get to that point and it and it helps it helps test your faith a lot of times life just makes that happen and then and then you just step into it um so giving um but it, it again it, it to me it all it all starts from prayer yeah and and being in and being in fellowship and communion with with the holy spirit and letting him and letting him direct that and direct that checkbook. That's something I will still say. On, I'll be honest with you. I will say that our church, the one that Christ sanctified Holy Church as an organization, mm-hmm. um, needs our time more than it needs our money. Um, it needs our attendance more than it needs our money. Um, not mm-hmm. saying that it doesn't need our money because we we don't have any, and it's all it. Our church runs on on donations only you know there's no I, I say that i don't know the inner workings of you know if there's any type of grants or out there i don't I have no idea i'm just saying that there there is not we don't have a paid preacher or anything like that and it's mm-hmm. we were relying on the members to fund the building and all mm-hmm. and all that and mm-hmm. um but i will say that if i mean it's a lot easier to just write a check than out of your pocketbook even if it is 10 percent, you know if you're a billionaire and you write a 10 percent, well what's that you know whatever um but your time mm-hmm. is something that you cannot make more of um and it a lot of people will write a check but they won't or they're a little more leery of of taking the time you know whatever that time would equate to in, in the in the money of it but um i don't believe yeah. that our our church is in need of of a bunch of money it is definitely more in need of willful souls and to it needs it needs participation um it does yeah. need your money um i don't really have a you know 10 percent is is the obvious number but i do like what patrick said you know there there'll be times when when it it's not so much here's here's donation to the church x number put it in the slot you know there's times when the church needs money that is not necessarily pertaining to that tithing number, you know, whether it be a special service and they need more food, you know, whatever it is. I don't, I can't come up with a whole bunch of scenarios off the top of my head, but there'll repairs for the church or what have you. But there'll mm-hmm. be times when, when the church needs, needs something. And right. 
that's you know then then whatever is needed you know i want to be i want to give as much as i can to 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 further whatever this need is but also want to be present and i want to give my time as much if not more than my money um because yeah. i believe that we need the participation um the gospel is is participation based you know we we have to spread it um you know we are the people that are going out and preaching it um, you know, we're not paying a robot to preach it. You know, we are the people, um, mm -hmm. wherever we are. And so it needs our participation yeah. more than our money. But mm -hmm. it sounds like a good follow up topic. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I would love to get back into this cause I'm, and I'm, yeah. I'll put this question Even out. Um, I know, I know you gotta, we gotta jump over, but, um, I would love for listeners out there to, um, send in an email um about basically without sounding accusatory i really say this in humility but i would i really genuinely want to know where in the bible does it talk does it give us license to use leverage to make money um by that i mean you know getting you know like for example i mentioned robert usury? kowalski his big his big, no, 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 not usury, leverage. So Robert Krowski's book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, his premise is that you that you find an asset producing um, whatever it may be. So I'll use real estate, for example, because we're all involved in real estate. And so I get that and I get a loan from the bank and I have a certain amount of interest. And that amount of interest brings me a certain amount of debt, which I then have to pay to the bank. But then if I can take that amount of money and find me a tenant to be in that property and as long as one number is bigger than the other yeah, i have flow. cash flow i have a cash flow producing asset yeah. and then i just multiply those assets across a period of time hope that i'm smart enough not to get stuck and obviously go bankrupt and so you know leverage effectively so i would just love to hear about what is that is that a biblical concept or is that is that a financial concept that the world cooked up so that we can become insanely wealthy? Because honestly, this country was built on leverage more than it was built on labor. And anyway, I just was, I would love to hear some feedback on that. Um, I mean, and it, and I'll put in what transparency should be, but I mean, I'm just personally searching and I'd love to hear from some folks. So yeah. that was a, I, I, um, a good question as we sign off here. Yeah, I studied um, macroeconomics pretty good, and I mean, and 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 I've got some 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 pretty strong opinions on it too. So um, yeah, we could, we could definitely, and I, I I would love a listener input um, on and on future topics. Okay, speaking yes. to news at gmail dot com. Um, please send them in. Um, we uh, we've got plenty of our own, but. I would rather go in a direction that you guys want us to go in than just where my mind is, you know, um, because a lot of times that works out even better than something that I, I can talk. Um, but all right. Well, we have gone over a good bit, 29 minutes so far. So even whenever I'm, and I, and I apologize to the three of y'all, even whenever I'm running the show, still don't leave me any time <laughs> for my dad jokes, um, which makes me really sad. Um, because I had some good ones. I mean, you know, and, and we had, we had time for some current events. You know, we could have had some time. Um, the kids started school last week, and there was already a kidnapping at school last week. 
Don't worry, though. He woke up. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. So, and all, well, a little bit more. Go ahead, Josh. I got him. Uh, all right. I'm quick on the exit. Okay, I'm, I'm getting him out of here. Yeah, know, Get him out of here. Get him out of here. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Okay. Get out of here with that with that echo. Um, but oh, also one other thing. Do you all do you all know what a paradox is? It's a place where you park two boats. <laughs> paradox. All right. Um, and one other thing. Um, speaking of puns and stuff, I I once entered a pun contest, and it allowed ten submissions. Okay, uh, I was sure that at least one of the submissions would win the prize. Unfortunately, no pun intended. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Scott from Raleigh, right? Um, did y'all did y'all hear about the guy? And this is this is our this is our winner. Okay. Well, I'll I'll I'll, I'll do the other one first. Johnny in Raleigh wrote, "Do you know how you can tell a?" Dogwood tree, like how you, how you can differentiate a dogwood tree if you have one on here. You you can tell from its bark. Uh, <laughs> uh, dogwood tree, okay. And then Scott and Riley wrote, um, well, had, did you hear about the guy that actually, this isn't the joke, all right, hold on. Did you hear about the guy that invented the knock-knock joke about jokes? Yeah, he, he won the Nobel Prize. <laughs> he got him again oh man uh, so that was our winner we also had a, a little bit of submissions um i think brooks walker wrote in um with a few different brooks, ones he yeah. had some ones that we kind of touched on in the back um and before what cost just 45 cents 50 cents feature nickelback he did some of those um what do sprinters eat before race Nothing. They fab. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And why do melons have <laughs> weddings? Because they can't elope. Um, and uh, so anyway, it, guys, keep your dad jokes coming. Because, I mean, I really, really, really need some new material at work. I mean, sorry, I really enjoy them on the radio program. So, no, uh, keep them in. The easiest way is to email them to us at speakasyourmoved at gmail.com, or you can send us a direct message on Instagram or Facebook. Speakers removed on both of those platforms. Um, so we uh, we we appreciate everybody that sends in, um, and I I always get excited. I find their address, um, reach out to them however I need to, and they send them a prize. Um, this week, um, been excited about some meats. I ordered some Allen Brothers steaks the other day, and I am going to be sending out. Um, some meat rub and a couple other things with regard to meat and grilling out um, to our, our winner, um, Scott from Raleigh. So really appreciate everybody sending those in. Um, and I appreciate everybody that tuned in here tonight. What meat um, rub is it, went. Josh? Um, I've got to figure out the name. Uh, um, my, my buddy Jay, or my coworker Jay, um, he cooked me some ribs with them um, last month, and they were amazing. But I'll, I'll, I'll have the name for it next week. Okay, mm-hmm. stay tuned. Um, and yeah, man, if y'all, y'all, y'all got to figure out what it was, it was delicious. I will say this. So I'm going to send it over that. I'm sorry. I don't have a name. Um, but I will, I will have it next week and I will send some on to oh, Mr. Good. Scott and Raleigh. Is it ironic that we had a topic about budgeting and we went at like 30 minutes over a lot of time? Yeah, because it's needed. Yeah. Okay, you, <laughs> you, you you put the stuff where it's needed. All right, we speak we're, as we was moved. Yes. Catching up on lost time. Budgeting your time. <laughs> we Listen never budget the time for dad uh, jokes. But yeah, I'm exactly. guessing that, that might be by design. 
you guys don't budget time for dad jokes? I don't. I don't know. Dad jokes um, got to be in the. I budget. think. The, I think. Yeah. The spirit is not really budgeting them. Dad jokes, you know. <laughs> we're speaking with the spirit's movement. No, we just got to make more time. Okay. That's all it is. We just make more time. Who cares That's if it's right. an hour? I mean, an hour and a half, two who hours. Who cares if they last an hour? Yeah. 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 No. Someone's got bedtime. Good deal, guys. <laughs> well, guys, do remember to send in your comments, questions, thoughts, and feedback to yes, speakersremove at gmail.com. Um, and we will have our episode tonight's episode up as quick as possible on speakersyourmove.com um mm-hmm. you can always listen back you know say did i, did I really hear that did I, is that what i thought i heard yep you can <laughs> listen to it again um or or tell your friends um so we, we would love to have more impact in more people's lives so anyway um i do i do appreciate everybody that joined us anything else before we sign off no i really enjoyed it Matt, can you, can you send us off on a word of prayer? Yes, sir. All right. Lord, we thank you so much um, for the time we've had to gather here tonight. Um, in your name, Lord, we thank you for the uh, men that were on this call, Lord, and, and are leading this radio show here tonight, Lord. Thank you for each and every one of their lives, Lord, and their um, stand for Christ in their everyday um, walk, Lord. We ask that you just uh, lift us, encourage us here tonight, Lord. Uh, be with those that were listening tonight. Um, if there's some out there, whether they be uh, searching for you, Lord, we hope that um, they they search out you and, and this, this radio show reaches their hearts, Lord, and they go to the word and, and go to you, Lord. And Lord, if there's ones that are um, in need of encouragement, Lord, we ask that you just strengthen them as well tonight. Um, be with us um, as fathers and as husbands, Lord, that we can continue to uh, exemplify Christ in all we do. Uh, we can go to you um, and take time in the word, take time in prayer um, to lift you up, um, to spend that spiritual communion with you, Lord. It's so precious to us. It's so needful. It's necessary, Lord, um, it's for our, our growth with you, Lord. Again, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you for the opportunity that you've given us and blessed us with um, to speak here and, and to spend time. So again, we ask that you guys and direct us. Always found giving you the praise. Amen. Thank you, Amen. All right. Amen. Catch you all next week, 8.30. Make sure yes, you budget your time next Monday. Got budget it. To include time. the 8.30. Speak as you're moved. 8.30.